Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. <laughs> with Aurelio in the background there. Mm-hmm. This is our first episode recorded since we are no longer in the same room together. I'm back in Seattle and Tiffany's still in Rome. I'm still in Rome. <laughs> That's right. How are things going? I can hear your baby talking up a storm in the background. Yeah, he's he's definitely a chatter. Um, things are going, you know, pretty well, as well as can be expected. I didn't expect him to be sleeping through the night anytime soon, and he's definitely not. So typical mom <laughs> stuff, I think. I don't think anything that most moms haven't gone through. What about you? How are you adjusting back to life in the States? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think our radio is ready to be a radio star. What can I say? I think so. Yeah. Next episode will be all about him. He can tell us whatever he wants. (laughs) How has it been adjusting? Well, it's been a little while since we talked and a lot has happened since then. And so it's kind of hard to say. Like, I know that I, when I first got back, I went through my one month of depression, I guess is the way to put it. Culture shock. Where, you know, you get back and you're back to your real life and your vacation's over and more than that, I think it was coming back to being a freelancer again after being two months away was sort of a daunting experience because you thought, well, it wasn't that you had no connections, like I spent all last year making connections, but then you'd been gone for so long, so then all of a sudden you have to get it all going again. Really, did two months make that much of a difference? It did feel like it made a difference. I mean, maybe it was just because I was out of the rhythm or nobody knew when I was around to call on me for jobs mm-hmm. I think it was more mental though really was that set thought of like do I really want to start doing this again mm-hmm. working from home alone and constantly being in a hustle trying to figure things out I was just feeling kind of worn out with that and uh, you know as a result I now have a job <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations on your job that's a good thing thank you it's an adjustment it's a good thing they definitely came at the right time right around the time when I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted this next year to look like. The executive director of this particular location I work at, should I share where I work? I guess. I work at Seattle Town Hall now. They were in the recruiting process trying to find people that they wanted to apply for the job, and he asked me to be one of the group that applied. I thought about it, and I decided, why not? Let's do it. And I did it, and uh, they gave it to me. I know I was up against quite a few people, but I'm... I'm not sure who they were, so I don't exactly know how stiff my competition was, but they uh, gave it to me, so now I'm the program director of Town Hall, which is a performance venue, if I didn't mention that before, in Seattle. What that actually means my life and job will be like, I'm still sort of figuring it out, because I've only worked there for a couple weeks, and so a lot of it's been figuring out who the different people are, and what departments they are in, and what they do, and, and then we went to New York City for a week and met a bunch of publishers at publishing houses. Which was kind of fun, actually, because when I used to work at public radio, I worked with a lot of these same publicity people, and I've never met them in person, so it was sort of like meeting celebrities. Ooh. Because you know? <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, you're so-and-so? 
you're so much younger than I thought you were. You're so much older than I thought you were. Or whatever, just based on these names that you work with for so many years. So that was pretty neat. So yeah, it's been a big, a lot of change. A lot of change. How long exactly have you been working now? At your day job, let's say, at non-freelancing work? Not even a month. As we record this, not even a month. I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast about freelancing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we've done a couple of different episodes on it. And I always feel like freelancing is one of those things that it's really the grass is greener on the other side. People who have, who are employed want to be working freelance and people who work freelance want to be employed, I feel. I, I mean, obviously there are going to be people who love their job no matter what it is, but not that you want a to change it necessarily. But you look at the other side and you think, oh God, if I were a freelancer, man, I could make my own vacations. I could make my own schedule. I could do my own thing. I could work from home. I wouldn't have to commute. I could work in my pajamas, whatever it is. And the people who are freelancing are thinking, gosh, you know, like just the things you were saying, I, I wouldn't have to hustle. I could just show up and do my job without having to spend 24 hours a day trying to think how I'm going to get my next gig and I would be out seeing people. I wouldn't be stuck inside all day. I would have more social interaction, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. It's the grass is always greener. It's funny. It was a really, really hard decision for me to take this job because I've spent so much time and energy working on becoming something last year. I actually felt like I made quite a bit of progress and that this year was going to be the breakthrough year. And it still might happen this year. I don't know. It's not like all the freelance jobs fell away in the wake of getting a job. The things I already had in the pipeline are still happening. Now I'm just working all the time, you know, basically. Yeah, I mean, you were already working all the time when you were freelancing. So I don't know how you can do what you were doing on top of a nine to five job. I know. Well, yeah, now it's not just the, the bittersweet life, but I have like different articles that are on deadline for an online newspaper and uh, various other things. So, and I'm still a fill-in host at KUNW. Whoa. <laughs> Which is a very important to me to keep because, you know, I love the people over there and it's good to keep around and be a part of them still. So, so yeah, it's a lot. There is something about when you're, you've been a freelancer and you take a real job that I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you feel like a slight sense of failure. Mm. <laughs> just didn't make it or you weren't cut out for the job. It's such a weird thing because it's all self-imposed. Of course. Yeah, it's very complicated. But you can always go back to freelancing, I suppose. Right? That's true. Well, I mean, if as long as you, I guess, keep up your contacts, what you were saying that even after two months, you'd lost a little bit of, you know, you'd fallen out of the scene just a tiny bit. So yeah. I guess you'd have to work really hard to stay in that scene at the same time. I know. So that's what I'm currently trying to do. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. It might last. It might last. But yeah. And then, you know, the other great news is um, when we got home, we found out that our house had been sold to developers and found out in the worst way possible, by the way. I answered the phone. And it was a call from uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is a real estate agency here. And the guy just said casually on the other end of the line, uh, so yeah, um, I'm just calling to set up a time for the appraiser to come walk through the home. Can you tell me if Friday would be good? Uh, and I literally did the, what are you talking about? Thing to him. And he said, oh, have you not heard from your landlord? And I said, no. And he said, well, uh, the house has been sold, but I will call back after you talk to your landlord. <laughs> Jeez. And then sure enough, I checked my messages and my landlord had left a message while we were out of town. 
So, of course, we didn't know it was there, right? Oh, that's so depressing. So now we're in a house that in a year or less will be torn down and replaced by seven townhomes, just like the place across the street. I wrote an entire article for a newspaper about what it's like to lose your home in that way. Well, put a link on the podcast so that I can read it because I haven't seen it yet. I know, I will. <laughs> Send me a link as well. I want to read that. It's pretty depressing. <laughs> well, I still want to read it. Well, you know, it just goes from like feeling like a home to just feeling like a countdown clock. It's almost like you're a squatter that's paying rent. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're not as quick to mop up something that falls on the carpet because you're like, well, screw it. <laughs> you know, the house is coming down. But at the same point, when we had Thanksgiving here, for instance, we've hosted Thanksgiving here for every year we've been home. This year you were thinking the whole time, this is the last Thanksgiving this house is going to ever see. And this house has been here for so long. It's such an old house. And this is the last Thanksgiving, not just for us here, but for the house itself and all the memories that have happened here. So it gets very existential. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 going into like Tiffany territory though. Like, oh my god, that's the way I think about things. I'm like, you know, we've talked about how sentimental I am. Yeah. Oh, this is the last time I'm ever going to step on this piece of hardwood floor. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, it's this um, stage. Yeah, I mean, I fall into that as well. But sometimes you got to just let it go. And I mean, think about your memories with your husband. Those are not ending that's what's important no that's true but this is the house i was in the night before i got married this was the house i was in when i used to live upstairs now i live on the main floor but when i was living upstairs he used to kind of walk by the house every now and then and like look up in the window to see if he could see me and i would occasionally be looking out and just happen to see him at the same time so you have that that kind of thing we had our first Christmas here as a married couple and blah, 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 blah. I know. It's almost sad that you won't be able to like just drive by 25 years from now and be like, that was the house we were in when we first got married because it's going to be gone. I do get that. The fact that it's physically not going to be there. That is sad. That is sad. But at least you didn't own it. I mean, think about, I mean, you know how I am, the pet perpetual optimist. It could be worse. It could be the house that you owned and it could have been like hit by a tornado. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point. Although that would have been highly unlikely in the Pacific Northwest. It would have been more like an earthquake. If we had owned it, Tiffany, it, one, wouldn't have been sold to developers, or two, we would have been really rich right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> I take that that's back. The other... <laughs> that's the other part. And what's so Aurelio so happy about right now? Uh, I think he's not very happy because I'm not giving him a lot of attention. I'm literally, um, just so the viewers back home can kind of like imagine what I'm doing, I'm holding an iPad in one hand, which is what I'm Skyping with Katie on, holding my iPhone in the other hand, which is what I'm recording myself on. My son is lying on the bed in front of me on his little pillow, and I'm shaking a rattle with my foot. <laughs> literally. This is the multitasking of motherhood. This is 21st <laughs> century mother for sure. <laughs> So how have things been for you since I've been gone? Are, are you, um, I mean, I know that you've had some adjustment with Aurelio as far as him having some intentional distress. He's got some food allergies. So, you know, I've had to really adjust my eating because he's breastfed. So it's always about what I'm eating. You were talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for us, for me, I should say, no mashed potatoes, no buttermilk biscuits, no stuffing. No pumpkin cheesecake. I did make a pumpkin pie, no dairy. It was average. 
I also made the sweet potatoes, no dairy. They were okay. They were pretty good. So at least I got to have those, the green beans and stuff and the turkey. But it was a little bit disappointing. So, But he's still not better. And we have actually an appointment with a gastroenterologist. And I'm terrified he's about to put me on a total elimination diet, which means no eggs, no soy, no wheat, no dairy, no chocolate, no fish, no shellfish, no citrus, no tree nuts. So it's, it's, it's bad. So it's especially bad if you're a vegetarian or a semi-vegetarian as I am. Because I eat poultry and fish, I'm not a true vegetarian, but if I have to cut out fish and eggs and nuts, it's like, hello. I think that that just eliminated every single thing I've ever seen you eat in the entire time of our friendship. Yeah, at least I, and wheat. <laughs> hello? Vegetables only. No, it's, and first of all, it's not, it's not for certain that I'm going to have to do the total elimination diet. It really depends on what the doctor thinks his problem is, but no, it's, you can eat rice, and you can eat other grains. You just can't have wheat. It's not a gluten issue. It's a wheat issue. I don't know why. You can have oats and you can have quinoa and uh, barley and stuff like that. You just can't have wheat. Oh, okay. I can have all those types of grains and all types of vegetables and all fruits except possibly citrus. Nuts that don't grow on trees, which I'd have to figure out which ones those are. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Peanuts, I guess? No, no peanuts. No pe- peanuts are like one of the number one allergens in the world. So no peanuts, no tree nuts. Uh, maybe cashews, I think, you can eat. <laughs> it's not easy. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you do that, you can never, ever go eat at anybody's house while you're doing it. What would they make? Not to mention the fact that you're in Italy. That's pretty much every food group that is in Italy. Yeah. I mean, I could have, let's say my mother-in-law makes really great eggplant, marinates it and cooks it up and it's really good. So that I could probably eat. I don't know. But it just makes life really complicated. It's not so much a problem of like, oh my gosh, there's not, I can't eat anything because there are, are things that you can eat, but it's just everything is complicated. And definitely if you want to go out to eat, it's almost impossible to go out to eat. Good times. But anyway, that's kind of a depressing thing. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> could be worse. Besides that, you are enjoying being a mother? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the sleep deprivation sucks, but you get used to it. I'm really surprised how much I have adapted to waking up very many times during the night. It's pretty great to have like this little wonderful person that you just feel intense love for. It's just, there's something about it for me anyway, I can't speak for other mothers, but there's something about it that's just like, you have a reason to be happy every day. All you have to do is open your eyes in the morning and look at your baby. Oh my God. He's just this bundle. I mean, that's why they say bundle of joy. I know it's totally trite, but it's true. They just look at you and smile. It's like, hello. You know, when have you had a person in your life who all they have to do is look at you to like make them totally happy, you know? Uh, I think there's fleeting moments when you're first falling in love with somebody. Oh, absolutely. That's true. That's true. But how long does that last? I don't know. How long does this last with the baby? I don't know. I'm guessing it's going to last at least a couple of years, though. Maybe a lifetime. I I don't think it'll last a lifetime definitely not the teenage years but i think when you, when a baby is under two and he sees his mom he gets happy yes when i saw you you were brand new and so you still were sort of trying to figure out what you were doing right and what you were doing wrong and all those things would you say that you've mellowed at all or are you still in that same i think i have mellowed but i definitely don't feel like i've got it all figured out <laughs> far from it <laughs> But little, little, piano, piano, as they say here, piano, piano. This might be too personal of a question for the, blo- for the podcast, and if so, feel free to edit it out. But are you guys having any thoughts? We haven't discussed it a lot lately, although we did just the other night talk about it a little bit, and um, 
Derek admitted to me that he does really want to have a baby. For the first time ever. Really? He didn't never he, admi- he didn't know. Well, that we've he... always been very coy about it. Uh-huh. Well, and I've always been so much more on the fence, and I don't know if he's always been on the fence too, or if it's more like he was on the fence because I was on the fence and he didn't want me to feel like he was pressuring me into something, basically. I don't really know. That's all. It's all very psychological, right? Mm-hmm. But yes, he just told me the other night that he w- is very, very interested in doing it. So now I have to decide if I agree. Oh, well, that's exciting. I'm, I'll be very excited to hear what you decide. <laughs> that's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I got to mold that over a little bit. I'm getting old. That's the problem. Do you want to tell our listeners what I said to you when Aurelia was maybe two weeks old? <laughs> you weren't in Rome yet, I don't think. You were still in the States, and I think we were Skyping. Is this sound right? Is the yeah. timing right? We were Skyping. He was brand new. Do you remember what I said to you? <laughs> I remember what you said to me before he was born, but what were you saying? Oh, what was no, that? you go first. I Maybe... Maybe I said it before he was born. I thought I said it after. I remember at one point saying to you, if you never have a baby, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not missing out or something like what that. What I remember was, and I can cut this if this is too personal, but you really wanted a girl and Aurelio was a boy. And so I remember the first time I talked to you after you found out that it was a boy and you were feeling particularly depressed about that fact I think because you've never planned to have more than one kid so it was like your one chance at having the little girl that's when I remember you saying to me listen you don't have to do this this is not something that you have to do to have a satisfying life or something like that (laughs) I cling on to things like that you know (laughs) well I have to say I still believe that I still believe that I'm so happy that I have a boy now. Actually, I, I would not trade him for, obviously, no mother would trade their kid, but I would not trade my kid for a little girl. So much so that when I thought like fleetingly the other day about having another one, I thought, oh my gosh, I want to have another boy. I actually thought oh, that. Oh my goodness. I know, which which if I sit and think about it, I don't. I'd rather have a girl because <laughs> I'd rather have one of each. But when I, I just was thinking about him as a newborn and how adorable he was, just something about a little boy, if you're a woman, like having a little boy. Which is, I think, the same as a man having a little girl, you know? It's just so special to have a little boy. And it's equally as special to have a little girl. But since that's what I know, I thought, oh, you know, I would want another. But obviously, I don't care. You're going to have, like, the Von Trapp family at some point. I'm not. I'm too old. Here's what I was going to say. I remember telling you that. I totally remember telling you that. And although, like, now I couldn't really imagine my life without him, I still think that women who choose not to have kids... I don't think that they're going to have less of a life. I think that everyone has a different life and a different path and different choices make for different situations. And it's all, there's no reason to say one way is the best way or the right way. If you decide not to, you're going to have an amazing life no matter what. There's so many things that you're going to be able to do that I'm not going to be able to do if you don't have kids. And vice versa, there'll be things that I will do that you won't do, assuming you don't have kids, which you, you might do. But All I'm saying is I can't stand it when mothers or parents say, you have to have kids. You have to. It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) You absolutely don't have to have kids. Yeah, it's like my friend who has the theory that you can't be an adult unless you have children. Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) But in some ways, I can see why it would be right. It is possible that there is a certain level of responsibility that I don't have to have, which can keep me in a more perpetually youthful state of mind, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it is true. (laughs) 
Are you laughing at Aurelio? Yes. <laughs> He's staring at the screen. He's staring at the screen looking at me right now. <laughs> you're right. There is another level of responsibility, but that doesn't mean you're not an adult. I mean, different people have different levels of responsibility. Well, yeah, obviously we're all adults, even if you hold a reasonable job, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, there might be someone, there might be a mother, you know, who who's a mother, but she also has been a trust fund kid. So she never had to work her entire life. And she has nannies and she has, and she, you know, might be a mother, but have less responsibility than someone who has a really demanding career. So I think that's kind of silly. I think that's a bit of a all or nothing way of looking at things. I don't think it's like that. And unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Because one thing that happens when you go home to a place where you've lived the majority of your life that you don't have when you're an expat is a lot of people around who you know and who make appointments with you. That's nice. And so I have to go. I have to go to a brunch with a friend of mine. Oh, well, I'm jealous because I wish I could go out for brunch right now, except I'd better not because I won't be, wouldn't be able to eat anything on the menu. Yeah, I'm going to eat everything that you can't eat in your honor. <laughs> I'm going to have eggs. You have pancakes, scrambled eggs. Yes, have it all. We're actually going to a French place. So what would that be? Anything? I could get like a, I don't know anything about French food. A quiche, maybe? I don't know. A quiche. I'll get a quiche. Yeah. Uh, There you go. That's something else I can't have right now. (laughs) Oh, Aurelio's like drooling right now, looking at me, thinking quiche someday. (laughs) Someday I'll get to have quiche. My mother-in-law's already like trying to give him food, you know, solid food. I'm like, don't even think about it, lady. This kid can't digest yet. Give him a break. Yeah, he can't even digest food that's been broken down by my body (laughs) (laughs) and and turned into breast milk. (laughs) I hope this isn't a sign of high maintenance. Him being high maintenance as an older person. Yes. All right. Well, until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. We welcome your questions and your feedback. Reach the show by emailing bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com.